0: Welcome to the Gwinnett Daily Post podcast. Today is Tuesday, March 7th, and happy 67th birthday to actor Brian Cranston. I am the one who knocks. I'm Doug Harding, and here are your top stories presented by Mall of Georgia Dodge Jeep Chrysler. Firefighters battled a blaze at a Buford area home on Friday, police arrested two in a fentanyl-related overdose, and parents are concerned after a former Gwinnett bus driver was charged with child molestation. Plus, we get our hockey update from our friends at the Atlanta Gladiators. We'll have all of this and more on the Gwinnett Daily Post podcast.
1: We sat down with Lauren Livesay and Colin Cappy, second-generation employees at Mall of Georgia Chrysler Dodge Jeep, to talk about their great customers both here in Gwinnett and across the country. One of my neighbors bought all his cars from us and uh, when I see him in the morning I give him a good wave and I'm very thankful for that and he continues to uh, want to purchase vehicles from us because of the good experiences he's had.
2: We have people from out of state that will come back that have been buying cars from us for years that'll drive on in or fly on in trade in their car get a new one and leave and we have some that are uh, just loyal customers that have been with us for 28 29 years um but then we have the ones uh we we have a very big online presence we've been getting uh, a lot of product and we've been shipping them out all over the united states
1: mall of georgia chrysler dodge jeep go see them on the lot at 4345 buford drive in buford or go online and find them at mall of (laughs) georgia chrysler dodge jeep.com
0: of a house in Buford that was undergoing work arrived on Friday afternoon to find firefighters battling a blaze at the home. A child who lived in another house called 911 just before 6 p.m. to report that the house on the 2000 block of Appling Circle in Buford was on fire. A dispatcher could hear explosions and popping sounds during the 911 call. Crews arrived five minutes later to find the carport of the single-story house on fire. A photo released by the fire department shows flames had spread into the house. Crews used two one and three quarters inch attack lines to battle the fire. Firefighters were able to get inside the house and confirm no one was inside and the fire was under control by 6.09 p.m. There were no injuries reported and the cause of the fire has not been determined. Gwinnett County Police have arrested two people after an investigation into a fentanyl overdose case that involved a 16-year-old female victim. Lawrenceville resident Dravlin S.O. Calix Rodriguez, 21, and Norcross resident Elizabeth Faye Elliott were arrested on Tuesday. The overdose that police were investigating involved counterfeit Percocet fentanyl. Alex Rodriguez faces multiple charges including two counts of sale of a Schedule 1 or 2 controlled substance, possession with intent to distribute, possession of cocaine, and possession of a stolen firearm during commissions of a crime. Meanwhile, Elliot faces a sale of a Schedule One or Two controlled substance charge. Police are using the arrest to remind residents about state laws surrounding medical amnesty and access to Naxalone, which is a drug used to counter the effects of an overdose. GNR Public Health offers free training on how to use Narcan, which is another name for Naxalone, at 52 Gwinnett Drive, Suite A in Lawrenceville. The Gwinnett County Police Department does work with the county's district attorney office to charge and prosecute people for charges related to overdoses including felony murder in an effort to fight drug trafficking in the county. A Gwinnett County Public Schools bus driver quit his job just before police arrested him on child molestation and public indecency charges. Former bus driver Stephen Wilkins resigned from his job on February the 10th, according to GCPS officials, and he was subsequently arrested by Gwinnett County Police on Monday. A parent had raised concerns to Gwinnett County Police about Wilkins' behavior, prompting an investigation. Suwanee Elementary School Principal Mary B. Taylor told parents in a letter. GCPS officials said Wilkins was removed from driving his bus route as soon as the parent raised their concerns about his behavior. District officials said the parents complaint and Wilkinson's arrests serve as an example of why they said parents should report any suspicious behavior that they see taking place. Wilkins was still being held in the Gwinnett County Jail as of Friday. More than a month after police arrested one suspect in the murder of a man who died after he was shot in the Norcross area last November, investigators are asking the public for information about another suspect. Lawrenceville resident Allenton Joel Rivera Zuniga was shot on a state's court in unincorporated Norcross on November 27th and later died from his injuries at a hospital. Police arrested Lawrenceville resident Jose Caraballo on January 18th and charged him with felony murder, aggravated assault, armed robbery, and possession of a firearm during a felony in connection with the shooting. Now police are looking for an additional suspect in Zuniga's murder and here are at least two possible names that officials said this suspect has gone by. Detectives believe the suspect has used the name Brian Duarte and Brian Sanchez. If anyone has any information, they are asked to please call Gwinnett Police or Crime Stoppers.
3: Hi, I'm Peggy with Peggy Slappy Properties. Our experienced realtors are ready to make the play and help you find your next home. Whether buying, selling, or renting, our winning team will help you navigate today's market. Call us today, 770-271-5555. Or check us out online at psponline.com. Enriching lives one story at a time with over 40 years and counting.
2: Everyone is worried about inflation, and for many on a fixed income. Tom M. Wages Funeral Service Prefunding funeral pre-arrangements allows you to beat inflation. Because we put your money in a trust, Tom M. Wages is able to guarantee your family will not have to pay the future costs of goods and services, regardless of how much it increases in the future. Prices will always go up. A sure way to save money and beat inflation is to pre-fund your pre-arranged funeral today. Let the family service professionals at Tom M. Wages in Snellville or Lawrenceville help you. Call Tom M. Wages at 770-978-3200 or email jim at wagesfuneralhome.com. Tom M. Wages, the most respected and requested funeral home in Gwinnett County.
3: Engineer Solutions of Georgia We guarantee a stable, drive foundation with over
1: 30 years of experience and a lifetime of support, residential and commercial, hey, we do it all. Basement waterproofing and repairs to your foundation.
0: The Gwinnett Daily Post is giving away a family four-pack of tickets to Fernbank Museum. Call 404-997-8655 and leave a voicemail for your chance to win four tickets to go to Fernbank. Here's your community reporter, Matt Golden, with your Gwinnett Education Spotlight.
1: Hello, Gwinnett listeners. Gwinnett County is home to many great schools with great traditions in athletics, academics, student life, leadership, and more. Today, we're going to talk about Shiloh High School. Shiloh is located in Snellville. It opened in 1984. Its principal is Dr. Danielle Dollard, and its enrollment is nearly 2,500 students. Its colors are black, silver, and white, and its mascot are the Generals. Similar to Peachtree Ridge, Shiloh is on the block schedule. The school mascot and colors were selected through a student contest before it officially opened. In 1984, Eve Embry, the class of 1986, designed the school emblem which appears on the old gym floor. As of 2014, Shiloh High School has been approved for the International Baccalaureate, which is the second school in Gwinnett County to do so, the first being Norcross High. Shiloh was also approved for the Career Related Certificate, which is a fork of the original IB program. The Shiloh Generals baseball team were the state champions of 1987. Shiloh's competitive cheerleading team won the 5A state championship in 2002 with a record of 51 and earned the state runner-up in 2003. Men's soccer won the state championship in 2003 and 1990. The boys track and field team captured its first title in 2014. Shiloh's also had many individual runners win state titles and the swim and dive team won the state title in 1992 and 1994. Some notable alumni from Shiloh are Deanna DeGarmo, a 2004 American Idol finalist, Rusty Joyner, an actor and model, Lance Crawl, an improv comedian and actor, MLB baseball player Kyle Lewis, NBA player Josh Okoji, former NFL football player and current ESPN football analyst David Pollock, NFL football player Cameron Samples, bassist and vocalist for heavy metal band Mastodon Troy Sanders, actor and singer John Clarence Stewart, and NFL player Stephen Weatherly. For more information, please head over to ShilohHighSchool.org. For the Gwinnett Daily Post podcast, I'm community reporter Matt Golden. (laughs)
0: Gwinnett Technical College is set to open a gleaming new facility, and the three-story building dedicated to computer information systems, cybersecurity, and emerging technologies training will be complemented by other renovations and improvements on campus. Classes in the 82,000-square-foot facility are set to begin this week. The $42 million building will house the computer science and gaming departments, a cybersecurity war room, gaming technologies room, 29 classrooms, and an esports lab. The construction of the new building set off a domino effect for other buildings on campus. In addition to the new building, Cannon is particularly enthused about renovations taking place in the college's main building and the resurfacing of parking lots on campus. According to a release from Gwinnett Tech, other improvements on campus include a construction of a new quad area near Building 100 and the new facility, the renovation and expansion of the one-stop area, a new entrance for the library with more computer stations and the creation of the Center for Teaching Excellence, and a facelift for the Student Life Center. Cannon added that almost all of the planning and design phases of the project were completed during the COVID pandemic.
3: Other town. I got my bye, 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 bye. So be true to your school.
0: Families choose private schools for a variety of reasons, one of which is the parents themselves attended an independent school and wanted their children to have a similar experience. There are a number of students at Greater Atlanta Christian whose parents also went to private school, but more than half of the students at GAC come from what is termed first-time private school families. When asked what often goes into the decision to enroll children in a private school like GAC for the first time, Dr. Katherine White, GAC's Vice President of Advancement, pointed to several factors, a number of which can apply to just about any independent school. White also pointed to the consistency in curriculum, the spirit of collaboration and the feeling students have of being part of a small but significant community. GAC has grown a great deal since its founding in 1968 with some 150 students and even though the student body now numbers in the 1500s with some 650 in high school, the determination to offer small class sizes has not changed over the last seven decades. GAC also has an exemplary graduation rate of 100%, and White said that 100% of GAC grads go on to continue their education after high school. For more information on GAC, visit greateratlanticchristianschool.org. Hello Canada and hockey fans of the United States
3: and Newfoundland.
0: And now, Liam Gottimer of the Atlanta Gladiators joins us for our Gladiators Update. And we're back with Liam Gautamer of the Atlanta Gladiators. And Liam, hey, a little bit of an up-and-down
1: weekend, but it started out on a positive note with a win over the Ghost Pirates.
3: Yeah, it certainly did. Thursday night, uh, the Gladiators, they traveled to End Market Arena for the second-to-last time this season to take on the Ghost Pirates. And they scored a lot of goals quickly with sang starting things off on the power play. He's been just fantastic uh, this season, especially on the man advantage. I mean, we'll get to it when we get to the two games against South Carolina, but he's now got 20 goals on the season. Gladiators get another shorthanded goal at End Market Arena. If you remember, another uh, 7-3 win on February 4th. They got two shorthanded goals in that game. Carlos Fornaris uh, this past Thursday with his first of the season and a shorthanded goal and a 6-3 victory. And David Tendek, he made 31 saves on 34 shots. Uh, and the Gladiators, they forced Jordan Paperni out of the game and, and made the Ghost Pirates use both their goaltenders. So it was a good uh, game on Thursday night, that's for sure.
1: Definitely, that was, that was always good. And as we talked about, always fun to get that win over the in-state rival. Next night, you head over to North Charleston, and uh, Glads offensively hit a little bit of a skid the next two nights.
3: Yeah, it was not a great stretch for our Gladiators, for sure, over the last two games uh, in North Charleston, South Carolina. Of course, getting outscored 16-2 to uh, between the two games. And I guess we'll start in the 10-1 to loss on Friday night. Michal Marazic uh, was the uh, lone bright spot for the Gladiators. He scored uh, the Glads' first and only goal in the second period. But the other nine uh, belonged to the Stingrays. And, you know, just talking about Friday night's game first, you know, entering that matchup, the Gladiators were a little bit shorthanded. You know, they had already lost Luis Vitelli to the Tucson Roadrunners of the American Hockey League. They had lost Noah Lowen as well. And of course, the next morning prior to their back-to-back set against the Stingrays, they lose Michal Murazik who scored the only goal the previous night. So this Gladiators group, they were shorthanded. They went up against a Stingrays team who has a very high-powered offense, the number one power play in the league. And if you look at Friday specifically, when the Gladiators surrendered 10 goals, he gave South Carolina nine power play opportunities. They came into that game operating at 26.3% on the power play. And the next team closest to them was at around 23%. And I believe that's the Allen Americans. So a three percentage difference between one and two. And you give the Stingrays nine chances on the power play. You know, 10 to one may seem lopsided, but when you give that, you know, high powered of an offense that many chances while up a man, that's the way it's going to turn out, whether it's the Gladiators or any other team in the ECHL, the Stingrays that active.
1: And definitely always a challenge with minor league hockey is that you're going to have guys that are going to get called up. And, and, and while we hate seeing them leave Duluth, excited to see those guys get their opportunity in Tucson and hopefully playing for the Coyotes here in, in, in either this season or next.
3: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, very happy uh, for Noah Lowen, Michal Mrazek, Reese Vitelli, uh, all those guys who were called to Tucson of the American Hockey League. I know Reese Vitelli, he spent some time with Tucson, you know, prior to this recent stretch with the Gladiators. He didn't really get a lot of playing time there, but ever since he's come to the Glads, I mean, he has done nothing but produce. Noah Lowen on the back end, he's coming out of the QMJHL, you know, in his first pro season, and he has been absolutely outstanding for the Gladiators on the back end, providing some much needed offense. So for all of these guys, uh, you know, definitely wish them well, uh, you know, in your career going forward. And I hope they uh, have continued success in Tucson.
1: Absolutely. Well, I think any of us that play sports know when you have a when you have a rough stretch, kind of like you had with these two games in Charleston, you just got to flush it, and move on to the next. And that's what you've got coming in Tuesday night. A chance to play in front of the home fans as another South Carolina team comes in. The Greenville Swamp Rabbits of the upstate will be in town.
3: Right. And, you know, the Gladiators, of course, their playoff chances took a significant hit, of course, this weekend. South Carolina was one of the two teams that they were chasing for the fourth and final playoff spot. But now Greenville is in third place. South Carolina is in second place. So now the two teams that the Gladiators are trailing, they're actually trailing Orlando as well, but the Gladiators have one game in hand on the Solar Bears. So it's Florida and Greenville, the two teams that the Gladiators are chasing down. Like you said, Matt, the Gladiators take on the Swamp Rabbits this upcoming Tuesday at home, and then a week from tomorrow night as well against the Swamp Rabbits, And then multiple matchups again against the Florida Everblades going down the stretch here. So as much as this past weekend put a, hamper on the gladiators playoff chances uh if they can uh, have a successful stretch at home here and you know get some luck from, from some other teams around the league you know the chances still remain alive so look forward to this you know upcoming home stretch and maybe that's just what the gladiators need coming off a tough time on the road
1: as uh, as we as we gear into march you know a lot of people looking at college basketball in march madness feels kind of like the glads are in that kind of what they call the bubble team you know they're 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 knocking on the door there's a A lot of potential to make the playoffs. Might need a little bit of help, but there's definitely a lot to look forward to and a lot to be excited about.
3: There's a lot to be excited about, not only this season, but next season as well. And, you know, just to touch on this season just real quick, there's five more matchups against the Florida Everblades, you know, so that is 10 points in the standings, you know, that could flip-flop either way. So if this Gladiators group can get a little bit healthy, you know, especially on the back end, some new players that have come in over the last couple of days can continue to make an impact. I think that there's certainly a chance here uh, for the Gladiators again to hopefully make the postseason going down the stretch. And even if they don't, I can tell you that the future of Atlanta Gladiators hockey is extremely break both on Ab- the ice and off of it
1: absolutely and, and, and you know you were talking about five more matchups with the everblades if i'm if i was reading correctly there's six more home games in total right
3: right that's correct
1: so you know if you haven't gotten a chance to come out and see the glads play i mean it's such a fun opportunity and you know hopefully yeah we'll have playoff opportunities but hey only six more opportunities to come out and see the team i mean You know, if you have not done this, you need to come out and see him. It's a great time
3: it is a great time indeed Matt you said it really well and I tell people who have never watched hockey in their life you know before I even got to Atlanta uh, it's the best sport that you're not watching excuse me ESPN with an update of course (laughs) their their patented ringtone forgot to start to vibrate my apologies but yes I'll echo your sentiment Uh, if anybody listening has not made it out to a Gladiators game like you said Matt only six home games remaining and I highly recommend you make it out to Gas South Arena because it is quite the experience and again these six uh, remaining. Home games for the Gladiators, outside of one against the main Mariners, five of them are against South Division opponents. So not only is it going to be a fun time watching your favorite team, but also these games matter going down the stretch here.
1: And as we talked about last week, Tuesday night against the Swamp Rabbits, uh, two dollar Tuesday. So That's not right. only is it good hockey, good fun, but I mean, two dollar two dollar beers is not something you're going to find at most bars. So I mean, absolutely a fun a fun atmosphere if you're a, if you're a hockey fan that's 21 or older
3: That's right. Get the started fun early, right? Uh, And, of course, the offer will be valid until puck drop, but it's $2 Labatt Blue Lights, and not only for this upcoming Tuesday, but next Tuesday as well. And, Matt, you said it, I believe, on last week's uh, segment that the Labatt Blue is the premier hockey beer. Um, So for any hockey fan, for any person that enjoys the sport and wants to get the night off uh, the right way, I recommend you make it out to Gas South Arena, either this upcoming Tuesday or the Tuesday following, for, once again, $2 beers. And there will be more of that heading into next season two.
1: Absolutely. I know we've talked about it before, but when the Glads are on the road, how can we follow them? How can we, can we watch and listen to them?
3: You can watch them on Flow Hockey um, and you can listen for free on Mixer. So Flow Hockey is a subscription-based service. Um, and if you just want to watch it, you know, you yeah television you know and just watch it that way and see the glads but if you want to listen you know i also go live on mixler the NAT sound on there you know you really make it feel like uh you're watching for real and uh you know the gladiators you know it's a fun time on the road you know not recently um but there have been some exciting road games you know uh during this latter stretch of the season so definitely highly recommend that you check out mixler uh, and flow hockey uh, to watch the glads and listen to them
1: Absolutely, and you can find both the links for those on atlantagladiators.com, but definitely a good thing, you know, if you're if you're hanging out on a Friday night, you want to watch the Glads and pull it up with uh, with smart TVs and everything now. You can have that on the big screen, so exciting to see, exciting stuff, and uh, definitely definitely ready for this last stretch of the season, and hopefully it will will be a good run for our Glads.
3: Likewise, Matt. And, you know, I don't know the specific bars, but I can recall that on Mixler, checking out the chat during the game, there are many listeners who will go to bars around the Duluth area that will project the Gladiators game via Flow Sports. So even if you want to watch the Glads and you don't have a subscription, try to check out, you know, these different bars uh, again around the surrounding area near Gas South Arena uh, that might be showing the road games on any given night. So that's another avenue to be able to watch and, and listen to the Glads. and can't wait for this next upcoming week of gladiators hockey it's going to be a lot of fun starting with tomorrow
1: i love that i love that local businesses have bought in and and are are, there's really that community there That it's not just the home games you can you can watch them anytime and that's that's awesome liam as always i appreciate having you on and uh definitely hopefully we have some good hockey to talk about next week
3: my pleasure matt as always thanks
0: for having me are you looking for your next big job, or just wanting to improve your work situation? Here's a great opportunity. Gwinnett County is having a Career From Here hiring event March 17th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Gas South Convention Center at 6400 Sugarloaf Parkway in Duluth. Bring your resume and dress for success. Apply for jobs from animal services, engineering, IT to all sorts of trades. Gwinnett County offers competitive pay, benefits, paid training, and more. You can also Also apply in advance online at GwinnettCountyJobs.com. The Career From Here hiring event, Friday, March 17th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Gas South Convention Center in Duluth. Find out more at GwinnettCounty.com. Thanks again for listening to today's Gwinnett Daily Post podcast. Did you know over 50% of Americans listen to podcasts weekly? Make sure you join us for our next episode and be sure to share this podcast on social media with your friends and family. Add us to your Alexa Flash Briefing or your Google Home Briefing. And be sure to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. Darren Sutherland, Executive Producer. Doug Harding, Creative Director. Jacob Sutherland, Director. Producers Jason Genterola and Matt Golden. And Jin Ray Zhang, Video Producer. All rights reserved.